Okay, wow, that's a big nugget that kind of came. I gotta thank um, Dante Starshine on YouTube for kicking this up because uh, I'm not even I'm not even 10 minutes in this aspect in his video of abundance and there's a bunch of things that just chain channeled one after another so I gotta thank him uh, again Dante Starshine on YouTube go check it out this is when I'm only on the 10 minute mark but it kind of came up in the aspect of and it was a bit of a cross-reference between love and abundance and the redefinition of it by because at one point I kind of noticed and he spoke about it as well that our definition of it is kind of locked in to one aspect one uh, material thing when it comes to abundance and I won't say entirely locked in it's just you know the popular view of it of abundance uh, linked to the word so money possessions and all that and while thinking about that uh, I just kind of had to pause the video and think and ponder a bit and it's like just like and I think that piggybacks off Aaron Dowdy's again another cool guy on YouTube Aaron Dowdy uh, made a video about how he at one point he was able to perceive that the poor treatment that he received from a specific person in his life was a form of love a the, the only form of love that this person could express and at that point i kind of clicked in the aspect of yes there's an aspect of good intentions but upon being stuck on a, uh, a subconscious pattern of needing things to be a certain way then a person can express a, a very lower frequency of love true controlling and true you know various other uh aspects of inducing fear or con being controlled but initially it kind of comes from and this is again the the <laughs> i'm gonna call it the hard hard pill to swallow <laughs> to kick up to six density in a sense because I'm, I'm like okay okay i see what my brain with this channeling and my brain is kind of doing it's like okay gotta get that balance between compassion and love and i'm like i'm fully accepting of it i'm fully going into those inquiries whenever it pops up e example like this so and it was kind of revealing to me because it's like yeah that was a bit of a hard pill to swallow for me because up to a point i had to accept that with my parents and their and their um mistreatment you know as well as those those initial belief systems indoctrinated in from that you know zero to eight point so that's a fun mind field to well that's a fun field trip in the subconscious to kind of go <laughs> this guy you extra level in you know it's there's a lot of things that were indoctrinated from that point yet at one point i was able to realize okay and with the help of Aaron's, uh, you know, uh, talk on it, yeah, okay, I see it. It was a form of love from not necessarily knowing what they didn't know at that point, which re was, in a sense, a result of that cyclical nature of habits being passed down around that country. So it's like, ah, you let go and you understand, yeah, two, you understand they were doing the best that they can. And three, it's a form of love that they were attempting to give from good intentions yet filter through the projector the mind the hard drives habits and behavioral habits which were learned 
cyclically passed down from their parents to their parents. So at that point, even when it came to some of the people encountered, uh, past friends, past roommates, you know, that had those growth moments because eventually it was an aspect of, okay, well, I kind of have to let go. Well, looking back, it was understanding that it was a form of love, yet very, how do you say, low frequency because with this aspect of fear, with this aspect of nitpicking, with this aspect of, you know, just there's intentions, yet never necessarily, and this is the master key to kind of just let go of it, never necessarily reflected back upon oneself with the mirror technique in order to understand how would I feel if a person did that to me. And then there's even another layer to that of basically go, you know, being able to accept that you wouldn't necessarily want someone else to reflect it back to you, but not feeling like trash for it because you didn't know what you didn't know. And then there's a third layer of not blaming it on the, you know, again, when you do that subconscious journey, not blaming it on the initial indoctrination because you understand how cyclical that shit was. You know, so you kind of step over those three traps. Now, all of this bring it to a point where, well, just like this aspect of love and the various degrees that there is, because now I kind of see the, the quotation, love is all there is, literally, just the various different degrees upon you understanding these concepts to a core, meaning repeating them and then understanding how they apply to yourself and to others at the same time. It all comes from the projector, so holding any kind of resentment is only hurting you. It all comes from the hard drive, the projection, the lens. So with this very same lens, you're judging yourself at all points. And understanding that lets go of you and the others at the same time as understanding the cyclical nature of it all. Again, repetition just helps keep. Yet that brings it all to an aspect of, okay, well, love is all there is. Yes, different degrees. Different degrees and different frequencies of it. With good intentions and all times oftentimes misplaced actions from those good intentions and oftentimes really well-placed action without necessarily encroaching so having this kind of understanding and the more you're kind of able to pick it up and understand it as well as allow yourself to receive it the more it becomes much more prominent in your life because your projector your your id your hard drive is able to spot it so it is much more abundant in your life and which nicely leads into this aspect of the word, the definition of abundance. Words and definitions are divisive by nature, from what I'm kind of noticing even further. The way that we've kind of learned is, you know, you kind of learn one word to separate another. Uh, yet, I'm also noticing a correlation between various concepts. So, love is all there is, but the same kind of goes with abundance. Because... Upon you not necessarily being locked into a separative definition that was, again, cyclical nature of our, of our indoctrination, because it, there's the concept, the word for an image, but there's also the feeling, and this is what, what's been kind of missing, the, an understanding of the feeling of abundance, which links to more than simply money. And when you kind of start getting into that zone, it's, oh shit, yeah, there's much more things, there's many more things that lead into that quote-unquote definition of abundance, because the feeling of it includes many things. 
it includes what you have what you're able to do with your just your your natural existence and the ripple effect that it does on people on the positive aspect uh the multiple possibilities of creativities that you have the multiple ideas that you have just you generating ideas per second when you let loose you know and ask yourself okay what do i want to create based on what and even the variations that you make that's an aspect of abundance you know, you start looking at it, you start looking at everything that you kind of have around you and the possibility of things that you can do with them as well. That's another aspect of abundance. And it's like you start again, the things that you live through, the experiences that you've had, the way that you can use this to create more things or help other people. That's another aspect of abundance, too. So it, it, it kind of just opens up the floodgate when you start understanding it. Yeah, the feeling of abundance is practically in everything. <laughs> even even if you're in a situation that's kind of, you would consider a bit negative, well, you, <laughs> you have an abundance of ideas and reflection upon that situation, you know, thus an, ab- an abundance of creativity to kind of get you out of that situation or even an abundance to perceive various ways out of that situation or ways that this situation helps you to concentrate even further you know and which then brings you the abundance of your resourcefulness you know upon just taking the time to step back and focusing and guess what abundance of focus it just creates this interesting chain momentum when it comes to the feeling of that specific of that specific of abundance Instead of remaining on a kind of locked-in definition of it, which then seems to attract more things, including the ideas and the thoughts and the momentum that's just been uh, displayed, that's one thing. Yet your aspect of resourcefulness just kind of kicks up versus staying with a single locked-in one or zero type of definition of abundance. Um, you kind of notice yourself just kind of being much more enthusiastic because your brain doesn't go into, again, one or zero. So if you have that zero on that specific definition, then feel bad, feel lacking. And that doesn't, you know, once you feel lack, you feel separation, that little tug in your heart. And it's like, wait, 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 what's going on? You know, it was something that kind of happened this morning upon just waking up, doing a specific kind of meditation and... Then starting to notice my first thought, kind of going, oh, uh, I don't have the, (laughs) and I find find it funny now, but it's like, oh, I don't have the premium toilet paper now, oh man, this is lack. I was like, no, (laughs) you know, eventually I felt that separation, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) But it took a while to just being able to um, precisely pick up on what thought generated that feeling because that thing happened in a heartbeat yet due to you know having done meditation early on i was able to sense a difference in the emotional pathway you know in the emotional um in the emotional i guess flow because in meditation you kind of just stop it all and focus on various different things you're not having it out of a re you're not having an emotional flow out of a reaction of thoughts and that's where it kind of gets key to practice it and play with this, you know, just just getting that resonance going because eventually you're much more aware of these thoughts that brings definition uh, separation, and you're able to kind of go in their definition to go to ask, okay, 
what definition, well, first, what sentence brought this on, and then what definition, subtly, really quickly, because again, your thought speed goes fast. This is why, you know, practicing meditation, you're able to spot the speed, keep up with it, as well as sensing and detecting how do you feel if you just stopped the entire momentum how would it feel if you went on a momentum that you much rather preferred and what's the difference between those momentum and your regular day's momentum and it's become again it's become great asset just being able to spot that and go into these inner understandings and understand again going deeper into this aspect of our languages and our definitions that were you know kept up for a long amount of years and yes there's been evolution and transcendence and we're going to another level of transcendence which is literally kind of understanding how counterintuitive locking certain definitions in is because it creates this aspect of separation and fully understanding that you are not the brain you're not a body, you're kind of like this triple team of mind, body, soul, yet that soul aspect connects to everything and everyone, literally fully getting you an understanding that, hey, the projector, the mind, the hard drive, the lens is what's causing separation. But initially, again, you look at a baby, no definitions, no separation. Yes, there's crying, but that's because you don't necessarily know what's happening in your body or what's going on at times so that's your only kind of response yet again go back to that point maybe even one year old and you kind of go or two and you no definitions no separation you know none of this literal aspect of uh the we could call it the minefield of definitions which it seems to be in this whole process you you learn a bunch of definitions terms and aspects of separation to being able to point them out which helps you in a certain stage of life yet it does feel like you eventually once you kind of understand the duality of it the not you can kind of go into non-duality and things just flow much faster because you're not hindered by again prior ideas of separations it's really 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 cool and funky at the same time because it i was about to say we've never fought like this before but then again <laughs> there's been specific individuals that were able to pull it off and attempted to teach it it's just that it's again you're you're kind of like attempting to teach something when the majority of thinking still stays in separation and duality. So it's attempting to, to dive into that duality. Oh crap. That's another ex exercise. I was, um, that kind of just channeled in. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it piggybacks off what Dante was doing as well. Uh, or, talking about in a prior video or he channeled that in and is basically going into the duality of the mind to clear out things and then jump back out like kind of like diving back and forth because uh, just like attempting to teach that you kind of have to go in an aspect of duality bring up the terms of in separation and such to then clear them out and show how they're not necessarily it's not the uh 
it's not all there is. There's always two sides of it all. There's always non-duality happening at the same time. It can be and cannot be at the same time. It is and it isn't at the same time. And how fluid that thing is. Um, and because of that fluidity, your growth and understanding just accelerates like crazy. Because compare this to, again, one method, one way, one religion, one order, one aspect of living. And see how limiting that is in your aspect of learning and understanding. Because eventually you cap. And you say, okay, well, this is all there is. And, hey, 7 billion people on this earth, 7 billion types of practice. Fuck no. <laughs> you know? And see how separating that is. Because eventually, especially if you're still stuck in this aspect of fear, again, lower level of love, well, then you kind of go, okay, well, I don't want to be wrong. So everyone else's method is wrong. And again, limiting, 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 separation, separation, separation. And of course, as previously said, certain people can literally level grind into that to stay locked in and just drive themselves miserable. There's various uh, illnesses that do come from the body from that continuous growth of anxiety in specific ways. And at times the message not necessarily, you know, picked up or acquired or gained or understood. So it's being, you know, being aware of it, being aware of it, yet at the same time, um, just understanding it. Yeah, not necessarily staying in a, a resentful aspect of it, too, because then you get sucked into that. It's very interesting. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's really like, huh, okay, cool. There's so much more to learn. Well, there's so much more to learn available. You know, not needing. That's a clear definition to kind of set upon. There's so much more to learn available to you. It's just having fun learning and not needing to know it all to a specific extent. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be something new. And there's always going to be a flip, a flip side or maybe even an expansion to what you've learned. So you look at it in a joyful way without needing to know it all. And it's this continuous stream of growth, 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 growth. You know, so it's really cool because, again, needing to know it all, it's again, you see the impossibility of it and then the whiplash that it kind of causes onto you. So it's really cool.